Here we go. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Find a guy, man. I'm just telling you. Hey, another uh, Slapdick podcast coming at you, man. I appreciate the great Marshall Falk for joining us, Hall of Famer. Uh, I got a quote of the day, man. Quit looking in the rearview mirror. We ain't going that way. Um, keep it real smart and stupid simple, man. Kiss method. Shit. Keep it super simple. Hey, uh, Mr. Falk, Marshall Falk, I appreciate you joining us, man, on the podcast. Uh, appreciate you coming in and uh, spending a few minutes, brother. I appreciate it greatly. All good, JB. Thanks for having me, man. Nah, anytime, man. Anytime. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to let everybody know what you're doing nowadays, man. I know you're doing a lot. I know you're uh, you're going out to uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five to uh, educate some Latino youth on some uh, drug stuff. So you want to elaborate on that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I'll be at Super Bowl, and I I work in conjunction as the the international spokesperson for uh, the Foundation for Drug Free World, and it's exactly what we what, what it says. You know, it's like people say, "So what do you guys do?" I'm like, "Well." <laughs> you know, foundation for a drug-free world. Hell yeah! But to to, to really explain to people, um, we're we're not going around telling people what to do with their lives and how to not do it. What we're doing is we're educating people on what they are doing, the effects of drugs, how how the disaster behind that it leaves when someone decides to partake, how the family feels, whether it's the kids, the wife, um, the mother, the father, the siblings how we're left to pick up the pieces and, and understanding what that is. And that's just for adults knowing the education part of it. Now for kids, they get peer person into it. They want to be cool. They want to look cool and they don't even know what they are getting into. Well, yeah. And before you know it, before you know it, drugs got a hold of you in your life. Your life is just, it's a whirlwind and you're wondering what happened. And uh, whether we lose you or you go to jail or, Nothing. I, I've never seen anybody take drugs and have anything great happen to them. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I'll be honest. So Man. we're not just talking about street drugs, JB. We, we educate about prescription drugs as well, and um, we go into schools. We we have education kits for school for teachers. But here's the here's where it really becomes beneficial to the parent who wasn't around it, no, don't know anything about it. Educating them on the telltale signs that their kid may have a problem. <laughs> no doubt. You come to drugfreeworld.org. We're going to give you the education. We have classes, online seminars. It's all. All free. We're in 20 languages. We're not asking for money. You you cut out. Sorry, it's drugfreeworld.org, correct? Drugfreeworld.org. Yep. And like I said, we're we're not asking you for money. We're, that's all we're asking is for your time. Hell yeah, man! I tell kids this every day, man. I'm like, see, I tell. Well, actually, I tell adults this, uh, brother. They 
everybody blames the kids. This generation's soft. This generation's this. This generation's that. The kids ain't changed, brother, and in my opinion. We, they look like it on the outside they've changed, but the fucking parents and the damn coaches are who is soft and enabling. And I just agree. I fully believe that in this day and age. I think the, the parents, you know, I always say ignorance is life-threatening, man. The parents are, uh, whether, you know, a lot of cats we, we come across, man, you in New Orleans, me in Compton, man, growing up, uh, one of the only ones with my skin tone and where I grew up, man, it's, seeing it, it's like, listen, you know, uh, ignorance is life-threatening, and most parents are single mothers and the kids that we raise. And I tell them every day, I'm like, you're going to end up working for a dude with my skin tone who don't give two shits about you if you don't figure this out. And I'm like, I'm sorry to tell you the truth, but the bottom line is, and they, you know, they either buy in or they don't, man, and, and those kids that do make it. And that's why I got 20-something playing in the league now and, uh, you know, never had a kid get kicked out or, or off of program when they leave me or go to jail, but – the truth hurts, man, as you all know, as we know, and uh, a lot of people go to the mental health aspect of it fully. I, I understand it. I agree with mental health. I know it exists, but a lot of people use mental health as an excuse, too, man, and I'm seeing that every day. And, and you know, look at the Delonte Wests of the world, and, you know, I'm not going to get into all that, but it's, a, it's, again, like you said, to start off, I ain't seen a drug help anybody. Um, it only cripples them, so... I appreciate that you're doing that for uh, for our youth, man, in inner city. Um, I know you're going to uh, talk about all the educational resources, I, drugfreeworld.org. Make sure you follow that. Um, I know you, you're talking about knowledge is power and, and empowering kids with the truth about drugs. What, what, are, what is your uh, sole purpose during the Super Bowl? Is that is that you're going to be moving around the city, or is it just strictly going to be set up at the at Tampa? Um, I mean, we'll be moving around the city, okay. hitting different, hit, hitting different community centers and programs. And I'm gonna do some virtual stuff. There's, there's, you know, not a lot of live in person stuff going on as we know, Yeah, yeah. but, uh, it's still ways to reach people. No doubt. So, no doubt. So, um, yeah, just, uh, and you're on social media, right? Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at Marshall Falk everywhere. Yep. At Marshall Falk. Yep. Uh, one and only. I don't care what platform it is. I'm, I'm at Marshall. No Falk. doubt, man. I, I, shit, that's smart, man. I had to use an underscore. I hate that shit. I had to find a damn underscore on my name. Like shit. <laughs> the real coach JB just couldn't have that without an underscore. Shit. What? So besides that, what, besides that stuff, man, what, what else you got going to, to nowadays? You, um, you doing like any announcing or anything like that? Um, I don't do, I do some announcing. I don't really get into that anymore. Yeah. Um, everything that I do has an educational realm to it. Uh, along with, along with educating, you know, kids and people about drugs. I also educate people about, um, the and people don't even understand that this exists right. because if they knew, then they wouldn't be a part of it, but the effects of financial literacy and how, um, how, how not understanding just, just think about the concept. We work hard for money. We spend a lot of money, but we don't know how our money is working for us. No and that's all we do is complain about wanting generational wealth and wanting all that, but we don't know how to attain that. No doubt. And what we do is for your service, we give people really what's necessary for them to to know how their money is working for them, to know if if you're working a job for someone else, you better believe that you're building their dream and not you. And the crux of this country, what we've been taught is, hmm to get a job, work hard, and then retire. And guess what? If you don't have entrepreneurial skills, 
Hell yeah. Good luck with retirement. You hey. don't retire and then still get a job. So. No. Hell yeah. If hey, you want that to change, if you want that to change and you want an opportunity, find me. I'm at MarshallFalkEverywhere.com, everywhere. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know uh, it's funny, man, because Eddie George does a lot of similar stuff. I know. I know. Uh, have you guys, is that like a thing? Yes. Real, real folk. I know yes, real recognizes real. Yeah, go ahead. Real recognize real, by the way. <laughs> go ahead. So you and Eddie do it? You hear me? You yeah, got Eddie and okay, I, we, we collabed on that. And, um, you know, just, just the idea of, of what we teach kids. And, and I, I just think about when I was young, I didn't, I didn't know anything, man. I got a dollar. <laughs> I spent the dollar. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nobody Hell yeah. told me how to save. Hell Nobody yeah. told me that I needed to save. No and that's, question. and that's, you know, if, if you don't understand simple financial concepts, simple financial principles and stuff like that, like just as much, look, listen, if you don't save half of what you earn, then you're going to be broke. No doubt. <laughs> like, ta-da, that's, that's, that's how it is. Real simple. Hell yeah. And a lot of people don't get that. They don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, Eddie was hipping me to some games the same way, man. It's like, shoot, growing up what we did, you know, p- shit, we only know what we know and don't know what we don't know, man, to be honest. And so, you know, people uh, sugarcoated a lot of times, but, you know, a lot of people out there, shit, as you know, man, how many people you played with probably are flat broke or struggling, man. And the same with me and people I grew up with or played in the league and NBA, NFL, it don't matter, Major League Baseball. Cats struggle and uh, it's feast or famine, man. You know, cats are waiting to try to take advantage of somebody. And uh, so, unfortunately, that's the business, but. Man, now let me ask you a question. What what brought you to San Diego from New Orleans? Was it a coach? Was it a recruiter? He got you, or was it just you loved it? Or well, the the, the guy who recruited me, guy named Curtis Johnson. I mean, um, the guys who he recruited when he was at San Diego State and the University of Miami. It's epic, mm-hmm. and he's also the receivers coach for the New Orleans Saints. So. He has an eye for talent, mm-hmm. but but what got me was was the relationship with him, but also the opportunity to just play running back. See, before me, JB, they didn't have the thing called athlete. <laughs> so if you played multiple positions and they didn't know where to where to, where to put you, you know they made you play a position that you probably weren't didn't want to play didn't want to play or weren't as good at. Yep. And they wanted me to play defensive back, but I liked the ball in my hands. So I was like, Nah, this ain't this how it's going. Wow. And San Diego State gave me an opportunity to play running back. And guess what I did? <laughs> oh, I took that. I took that opportunity. Hey, oh, nobody, yeah. nobody got to guess shit. Hey, shit, that's what it is. Hey, I bet you the coach that wanted to move you to DB probably, well, unless he's an old white cat. But if he's not, he probably fired. But, uh, hey, talent evaluation is crucial, man, nowadays with these coaches. And shit, sometimes, man, uh, they can't get them to point A to point B, though, so. Man, I know you a February baby, man. You a you a Pisces like me. I know we got that dog in us. Uh, you know, I saw I saw you got that. Fe- I know mine's the twenty first, man. I know you right after. So, um, hey, that's a good thing, brother. So I know you were elected in the Hall of Fame in eleven. Um, let me ask you this, man. A lot of people asking me on my social media and shit. They 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 link you and Tony Gwynn as the two greatest Aztecs ever. Um, you agree to that? Oh, man, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to say I'm honored. The fact that I get mentioned with Tony Gwynn, that's like. 
And he a Long Beach cat. He from my area. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not just Hall of Fame baseball player, but I'm talking about Hall of Fame person. Person, no doubt. That dude, man, I was the nicest person. It's just unbelievable um, that we lost him so early. I know, man. But learn, I learned so much from him. Learned so much from being around him. And just not, not some people you got to ask for the secret sauce. Hell yeah. You just watch Tony Gwynn and you learn how to live your life under the spotlight and know how to deal with things. Love that dude, man. Just through it's osmosis, huh? Too. Yeah, no doubt, man. What, who, was that his brother, Chris? Was his brother Chris Gwynn? I don't know. Or his son. Know. Not his son. He ain't that no, no, no. His nah, son his is brother. Tony Gwynn Jr. Tony Gwynn Jr. Yeah, so it was Chris Gwynn. I remember Chris Gwynn played for the... For the for the Padres too for a minute I think um, I thought it was his brother I know they went to Polly I know Long Beach Polly named the field after him, um, you know and that's the great you know Willie McGinnis everybody went went there so um, all that type of shit so but make sure you follow in at Marshall Falk all the social medias uh, man let me ask you this real quick how how was how good was that Ram team how many Super Bowls did y'all won oh man Oof. I know uh, I know. Azakim, we grew up together, me and Azakim. So I, I, I know, okay, yeah. I know no, you guys man, had that. That's my, that's Hell yeah, man. I know I, you had dudes, man. I, I mean, I know you should have beat the Patriots that year, but shit, you could have win maybe two or three, huh? You know what? Um, anything, anything's possible, man. But I'm gonna tell you what didn't happen there that I wish would have happened, and we see it a lot now in sports because guys realize they realize what they what they had. You know, no doubt. Sometimes they don't. Don't see it at the time, um, but you want to go be the man instead of being on a good team. Yep, you want to go be the man, or you want to make the money. But the times that we spend looking back, playing this game, and requires it requires Batman to have a Robin. No question. And if we would have just kept that together, you know, even after the loss to New England. I mean, I, I still think if we would have kept a lot of guys that, that yeah, wanted yeah. to move on and yeah. either become the guy and get paid, and I don't, I don't stop anybody from doing sure, that. Sure, sure. Man, we could have been special. No we doubt. Been special. And that leads into my question, man, because that's, that's, that's our old school mentality. And, you know, nowadays you got opt-outs, the transfer portals in college. Cats is are cats are trying to get up out, man. Uh, and there's just no, I don't know me, man. I'm old school like you. I, I don't. I, I think loyalty has its place, and I think uh, like I, I understand chase the money, chase the bag nowadays. The youngsters say, but at the same time, man, we were all in for our brothers now. And I, I don't know how I would act today if a cat said I'm not playing in a bowl game. I don't give a shit what bowl game it is. Like if you ain't playing in the bowl game. Because you about to go to the league. Yeah, we all get it, man. But shit, Marshall Falk played in a bowl game. He didn't play for a natty. I, I mean, there, it goes back and back. Eric Dickerson played in a bowl game. I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable to me now. that it, And it's being, you know, I got an old saying. You either coach it or you allow it. And to me, it's being allowed, man. Not only by the coaches who's recruiting these cats, giving them these $100,000 scholarships, but the parents are basically enabling the same situation, man. And I don't know. I know. NFL during COVID, I get the co- I get the opt outs by the high towers of the world, by New England's defensive guys, um, the older guys who, who who have families and understand the business. The younger cats, I know, got to try to play because they need that bread and all that. But I don't know, man. I, what's your take on the whole transfer portal? I think it, it it's it's you know how shit rolls downhill, man, and it starts uh, at the highest level. But at the same time, you know these high school transfers are are unbelievable now and in and in college now transfer portals are like it's like the thing to do 
the, the only thing high school i don't really get it yeah. you know but but college college the only reason i like it in college is because too many times i wonder what cam newton what opportunity cam newton would have had if there was a transfer portal you, you know what i'm saying he had yeah. to sit behind Tim Tebow. Yeah. What would his college career have been like? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there were the many guys like that that teams just held on to you and wouldn't allow you to, to go be what you wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, if 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 Jalen Hurts don't learn what he learned at Oklahoma, he don't get drafted yeah. after what happened to him at Alabama. Yeah. So there's some good parts to it and there's some bad parts to it, but giving the kid the freedom to move around and not just be held hostage by an institution that's only going to hand you a piece of paper that you barely can wipe your butt with if you need to because <laughs> it's not going to do a job. Or <laughs> I'm glad we I agree. Mean, really think about what it is. No doubt. Oh, man, shit. It's, la- it's slave labor, brother. The cats ain't getting paid. The NCAA is doing what they do. I tell people every day that piece of, de- that piece of paper is the, most, the biggest overpriced piece of uh, waste of ink there is. I mean, shit, a degree, man, is uh, what are we using it for but, but to charge up uh, student loans? Like, I mean, we're not using that shit. It's an entrepreneurship, like you said. We need to be coaching up and teaching more. This is a hands-on life experience. Skill. Yeah, you skill. Mm-hmm. I agree. If you don't have a skill, you better know somebody. I don't <laughs> care what kind of degree you have. If you don't know somebody, <laughs> good luck. Hey, it's who you know. It ain't what you know, brother. You already know that. So, hey. Hey, man, I... This is uh, it's been great, man. Just chopping up with you for the short time. I appreciate it. I I hope uh, I know I've talked to Willie McGinnis and Antonio Pierce and other brothers. Uh, Mark Jones on ESPN. I've had on. I've talked to him about the brothers, the lack of three black coaches in the NFL. Um, I, you know, my whole thing is Marshall. Hey, dog. And tell there's black owners. We can be part of the solution or the problem. And everyone wants to bitch and moan, but we gotta get some black owners so we can get some black GMs so we can get some black coaches. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it yeah. just goes downhill. I, we need the Michael Jordans of the world, the Oprah Winfrey's, the these billionaires, dog, Dr. Dre's, to get out there and try to see if we can get a squad. I know Jay-Z goes and talks to the NFL, but it's hard to get on that damn seat, brother. Them old white folks got that long paper. They're not letting cats in there like that. Hey, let me let me, let me me say this, man, because I, I have to give this dude his props. Yeah. I mentioned I'm on, on your show um, for the first time. For the first time, you're gonna have two black offensive coordinators calling plays against each other. Yeah. And for the super first time, you're gonna have a, a team and, and 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 understand this, Bruce Arians is on purpose with this. Uh-huh. His offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. defensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator, mm-hmm. they're all black. Mm-hmm. Purposely. Mm-hmm. Purposefully. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And he tried to do it with a black quarterback, but Jameis Winston was just too much for him to handle. Yep. So yep. <laughs> and and he tried to do it in Arizona. With the Cardinals, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no question. I, I give him much props. I know Andy Reid's very w- same way. Andy Reid's a California dude, and shit started back in the day at San Francisco State. They he had about shit twenty of these big team coaches were coaching under him on that squad. So I mean that was way back before they folded. But he's been that way his whole life too. I know. So I mean I'm glad Eric Bieniemy and Darian Hagan, legendary Colorado player. Um, yeah. uh, we all grew up together out here. So. Um, you know, I hope Eric gets a shot, man. I, the people, the, you know, they hired a dude. The Eagles hire old boy. This motherfucker can't even speak. 
on the damn mic. Like, and they're saying Eric don't interview well. Like, well, shit, he still deserves a shot to say he failed or he proved himself. Like, this dude's getting a shot. He can't even speak. You know, Come you on, know when people don't interview well, that means they're not speaking your language. No, that's exactly right. I was about to say the same shit. Hell yeah, you're like, right. Like, like when they say, you know what I'm saying, yeah. you don't know what they're saying. They ain't speaking the same. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Do you understand? Uh, nah, I don't understand. That's I, basically what they're saying. Hell yeah, that's what it is, man. And like I said, until we get some black owners in there, man, to get some black GMs, we got to... It's just one of them things, man. I've had multiple people on talking about it. It's just it's a shitty thing. We got this Rooney rule, and I don't know if you agree. I, you know, it's controversial. I've had Marcellus Wiley on. We grew up together as well, man, and Larry Allen and, and def- different dudes in Compton. And we were talking about this, man, before I let you get out of here. I'm like, you know, man, if I was Marvin Jones or Marvin Lewis, who who took these token interviews with the Cowboys last year and a couple other dudes, and I know Marvin a little bit. Marvin's a great dude. He was at Arizona State last year. But I would be like, Marvin, fuck him. Don't, don't, don't interview. Don't take the interview. Because you know, and it's hard to do, though. And he, and he told me, he's like, JV, it's hard to do for the young brothers, though, coming up. Because if the young brothers see me turn it down, then they don't have a shot. And I, and it's just in a horrible catch-22 situation, man. And I just think that it's uh, it's JV, hard. Let's be, let's be real. I love Marvin. But Marvin got to know these people ain't hiring his ass, I, That's what I said. Come on. <laughs> Marvin, man. You, you understand you got the longest tenure for a losing coach in Cincinnati? A black losing coach. Yeah. So what? Shit, 12, 15 years damn near. Come on, man. You, you not, you're not getting that. You're not getting that. Exactly that's not, right. That's not gonna happen. And that's why I said, don't even take it. You're just feeding to them, man. Like they're not gonna hire you. Like it's a joke. It's a slap in the face to me. And I just don't. I don't know why. I don't know, man. It's a tough. It's a tough deal, man. I just. I know it's a. It's a shitty deal. And I know. I know Eric probably is happy that the Texans didn't fuck with him because I mean that that thing's an imploding. And and then they hire. A slap in the face to every brother out there. They hire a 65-year-old cat who I know has much love and experience and all that shit. But come on, man. Like, Deshaun Watson now ain't trying to play for his grandpa. He wants some young cats. You might as well have kept Romeo Cornell. Like, come on, man. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's it's crazy, man. But um, listen, I appreciate Marshall coming on, man. I know you got a... Busy shit going on, a lot of busy stuff. I know you're going to be at Super Bowl 55 talking to the the youth, educating them about drug education. And uh, like I said, uh, make sure you check them out, um, drugfreeworld.org, and then everything at marshallfalk.com, at marshallfalk social media. And uh, like Marshall said, man, um, for education to become the experience for Latino kids who are struggling with the peer pressure of drugs, check out drugfreeworld.org. And, uh, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on, brother. Like I said, much love. And uh, Pleasure, man. hopefully we'll hook up, man, and, and chop it up. Keeping it real, man. Oh, yeah, always. Nah, I appreciate you, brother. We'll have to have, sit down sometime. All right, brother, I appreciate you. Have a good one. Peace. So that was Marshall Falk, man. Uh, appreciate him coming on the show. Um, and, uh, hey, man, Hall of Famer, man, who who keeps it real. And you got to respect that. Um, you got to respect that simple fact. Um, what, if any questions are out there, let me know. Um, I got to I gotta get into a few of these things, man. Um, I'm glad he kept it real with us. Um, great dude, man. Um, 
I got to talk about LeBron last night and this heckler Karen they're calling her. The the white lady that had, was on the sideline. If you watch the fucking show and if you watch the actual if you watch the actual uh words of LeBron being spoken. He calls the dude a bitch. Everyone now is talking about he called her a bitch. He didn't call her a bitch. He was calling the dude a bitch. Because that's what cats do to bitch-made motherfuckers. Let's just be real. That's what we do. We don't call the girl a bitch. We call the motherfucking dude a bitch. And I highly doubt LeBron was calling her a bitch. And anyway, she wanted to get out and get up and talk shit and all that. And, and uh, you know, it is what it is, man. And uh, so... Who knows? Um, this is a. Uh, it's funny to me, man, that this girl. So they kicked her out. LeBron even said he didn't care if they kicked her out. So, hey, I don't think LeBron really gave a fuck. But I thought he, you know, he wanted the interaction. Man, people missed the crowd, man. We missed shit talking, man. So, shout out to my main man, Screech, man, from Saved by the Bell. If you don't know who Screech was, then you're just not OG enough for me. He died, man. This is something I got to say. Three weeks, three fucking weeks after he was diagnosed with a form of cancer, he's dead. That tells me there's a lot of other things out there. But we sure can't fucking get past the fact that everything is COVID, 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 COVID. We ain't talked about any cancer deaths, AIDS. How about just straight up murders? Six fucking babies were killed today in Muskogee, Oklahoma. About 40 minutes outside of Tulsa. I used to recruit the area. Six babies and a fucking and a grown person. Seven people dead. But that don't make national news. We're worried about, you know, COVID. How many have they killed? Shit. We, cancer and AIDS and murders haven't slowed down at all because of COVID. Just so we're clear. So let's 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 report on all the shit evenly. Um, Bradford for golf. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, people are saying that the Rams uh, got fucked. You guys are crazy, man. That's all these fucking naysayers out there talking. The Rams hit the fucking lotto. The Rams hit the lotto. If you guys don't think so, you're fucking insane. I think the Rams got away with murder, to be honest. Fuck the picks. It's win now or go home. Those picks are like fairy dust. They don't fucking exist. We don't know who the picks are going to be. It's probably going to be some fucking transfer portal fuck anyway who's going to be soft as baby shit that you can't depend on. So why are you worried about the picks right now? Sean McVay understands and knows that golf did not have the fucking it factor. And that's just what it is. Bradford is fucking nutty, gutty, a winner, a leader, plays hurt, knows how to play hurt. And actually he plays injured even greater as a quarterback. You can play injured and be sufficient and and excel. You're going to be a fucking on the way to being a Hall of Famer. Bradford is that guy. Much better arm. Much more accurate. Fucking has the it factor. Much more poised. He will run McVay's offense to a T. And now we're going to see how good McVay really is with a guy like Bradford. That's just my opinion. Fuck the picks. 
They dropped a shitload of cash space for getting rid of golf. So now they got rid of two bad. You can argue that McVeigh and the, and the GM have fucked up a lot in money with the whole golf deal. Then they got Jalen Ramsey, who they needed, obviously, the number one defense in the NFL. So when the number one defense in the NFL don't win Super Bowls, there's usually a problem. And it's usually with the quarterback. Because all you need the quarterback to do is not fuck you when you have the number one defense. Ask Trent Dilfer and the Ravens. Ask some of these teams that quarterback play that just barely just survived. You know, Eli Manning, you can argue, one year in the one Super Bowl, again, he, he made a couple good plays, but fuck, he was saved by those wideouts and didn't really dominate the game like a Brady or, or a Peyton Manning did. He just self sufficed he fucking make sure that he didn't turn the ball over and fuck them because the Giants defense was awesome so those are some things you got to look at I believe Bradford makes them a Super Bowl contender next year and I believe that they have a shot to win it um, next year this show with Marshall Falk was brought to you by bet online Super Bowl's right around the corner if you're looking to place any bet um, of any sports going on, check out betonline.ag. It's the best and only place to lock it in. I'll be bet- I'll be betting on the Super Bowl. Hopefully, you guys join me. From game spreads and totals or team players and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So... You got to check it out. Bet online's worth it. Um, it'll help you get some damn picks in. And uh, like I said, I'm going to bet 500 bucks on the Bucks to win flat out, even though I'm picking the Chiefs to win in my, to myself. But there's no money if you bet Kansas City straight up. There's no money if you pick them to cover. The money is picking the Bucks straight out money line. So check it out. See the odds on that and, and get it going. Um. Man, I got I got a little beef to pick, man. Coaches showing team meetings on their Twitter feeds, these D1 coaches that are showing these team meetings because they're showing Black History Month things on Twitter to their teams. Like, why are we clout chasing this shit? Teach it and preach it. Fuck showcasing it. Like, I don't get that shit. You know, we got coaches online showing they're teaching, they're talking to their players about during the weight room, we're going to call you out and you have to tell us one thing about black lives and black history. First of all, you white coach, hopefully you fucking know and can tell everybody because you don't need to, you don't need to teach or uh, showcase this. There's only one group of people you need to sell yourself on, and that's those players, and that's those coaches. Showcasing it to the world means diddly shit to me. I've seen enough of you motherfuckers who can't even come up with a fucking statement about black lives during a fucking pandemic, during the murder of George Floyd, and you need a PR guy and takes two weeks to make a statement instead of getting your kids and putting them in their gear and walking them down fucking Figueroa or walking them down fucking anywhere in America that plays for you. It's a joke. Quit fucking slapping us in the face showing it on Twitter. No, nobody gives a fuck. Those players, 
players need to know that you're sincere, genuine, and serious. Fuck the American public. Those players have to play with you for you, with you, on your team. They know, because real recognizes real. And you can call these kids, excuse my French, but we call these kids retarded, dumb, all this shit you hear. What they aren't is stupid. These kids ain't fucking stupid. So you better fucking recognize. Real recognizes real. These kids will see through your bullshit in a New York minute. I had a player of mine call me last night and today thinking about transferring. At least he called me and wants to know because he knows that's the easy way out. So we talked and uh, we'll see what happens. But we had a good conversation. I'm going to call him back here today and we're going to talk again. But the bottom line is he called me because he understands that. And I give him much credit to do that. This is the thing, man. Showcasing your transfers on a tweet, on a portal, transfer portal, showing, showcasing you talking to your players, 90% of them being black, about Black Lives Matter and about Black History Month, to me is clout chasing. I never showed that shit. Teach the shit. Preach the shit. Do it every day. Make it a habit. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. Showing it on Twitter one fucking time and then going in your office and hiding away is what the kids see you do. And they real recognize is real. And you wonder why people can't win besides two teams in the country every year, Alabama and Clemson, because those guys are invested. And obviously those kids understand it because you don't really see kids transferring out of Alabama and fucking Clemson, do you? You might see one or two every so often. You don't see it like you do these other schools. Nebraska had fucking like eight kids transfer. Like just culture, man. Culture, culture, culture. If you build, they shall come. If you build it, they shall come. But it better be the fucking right and real way because these kids will see through a fucking fake ass cat in a New York minute. So quit showcasing all your dumb shit, man. Um, Just being real with you guys. Sorry to... Burst your, bu- burst your bubble, but hey, um, just live is another ad, is another uh, sponsor for the Slapdick podcast, especially on this show with uh, with uh, Marshall Falk, Clay Thompson, Paul Rodriguez, comedian, and Alex Morgan, soccer player, um, have come together with the CBD oil, and it's really good shit. They got drops, pills, sleep aid, uh, a rub, and uh, let Clay Thompson and, and them holler at you real quick on the slapdick podcast hey guys it's a new year and every day is a fresh start for you to just live travis was trying to hear to tell you exactly why i teamed up with clay thompson alex morgan and paul rodriguez to launch our new wellness brand just live as professional athletes we put ourselves through a lot physically and mentally so we found a just live around all natural thc free cbd products being from the east coast i was pretty skeptical about cbd products but as an athlete it's easy to see when something works And when my dad was at wit's end, living in a fog of painkillers, severe lack of sleep, numerous surgeries later, I recommended he try CBD. It allowed him to get an extra couple hours of sleep, and it made all the difference to get my dad back on his feet. So don't go another day with pain, inflammation, or lack of sleep. I recommend trying Just Live today. These are products we fully trust and stand behind because we want you to be able to go out and just live. So get 20% off your order with code armchair at justlive.com. That's 20% off at justlive.com with the code armchair. What do you live for? Use the code armchair, man, on just live. Get you some product. It's good shit, I'm telling you. But look, man, I, 
I agree with the Bradford trade. I would have took it in a New York minute. I'm fully 100%. I think the Rams raped Detroit, uh, not the other way around. People are saying Detroit won. No, they didn't. Who gives a fuck about those picks in two, three years? Who the fuck are they going to be? It's only getting softer in college, fellas, just so you guys know. So you guys are tripping. Um, I'm glad Marshall talked about, you know, the Marvin Jones of the world and these guys taking these token interviews because until they change and stand dance, put their foot down, just like college basketball, I told people if, if you fucking NCAA Final Four walks out and fucking puts their jersey on the fucking middle of the court and walks back in the locker room and says, we ain't playing, fuck your March Madness. I guarantee you shit will change. But you players, you coaches have the mic, you have the platform Drop your nuts and go use it. You cats are scared to, to fucking be great. That's the problem. Everyone's cool with being average. You guys are scared to be great. Be comfortable being uncomfortable, man. It takes some fucking nuts sometimes. Scared money don't make money. Remember that shit. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll be back Thursday with another guest, a former player of mine. Um, and uh, he's launching a clothing line. And I'm going to let him holler at you guys about it. And again, man, I appreciate you guys. Be safe. Stay safe. Don't be a fucking slapdick. And it's a great day to have a great day. Peace. That's a shout out for Marshall. I appreciate you coming in. And again, man, just live. Bet online. People, check it out. And again, uh, I'm glad they're sponsors of the show. And I'll holler at you guys on Thursday. Coaching one-on-one show this Sunday, 9 a.m., Super Bowl Sunday. Check it out. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Hey, Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's fight a guy, man.